Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. Anything that's not in harmony with God's will. It's, if it's not in harmony with what he created and the, you know, the design for his creation, then it's sin. The word sin, the original word that's translated sin, it just means missing the mark. You know, it was an archery term. It's the idea of you didn't hit the bullseye with that. That's not quite right. That's imperfect. That's the mark. Perfection. Because everything our creator did and does is flawless. What is sin? In today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches you that often people think of sin as the worst of the worst actions. However, sin is anything that is missing the mark of what God has intended. Anything that is not in harmony with God's will is sin. Our God is flawless in all that he does. His desire is that you quickly repent of sin and live in unity with him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26. Remember, this is a Jewish scholar writing to Jewish readers about the Jewish religion and the Jewish Messiah, explaining to them how Jesus, son of a carpenter from Nazareth, was the fulfillment of everything they had dreamed of and hoped for, everything they'd been promised. He says in verse 26, For if we sin willfully after we've received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, And insulted the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Now, give me your attention. We talked about this passage several weeks ago. You know, when we went through chapter 6 and it, it brought up the subject of sinning unintentionally. You know, we, we, we talked about that whole thing. You know, you mean a person can sin unintentionally? They can do it and not even know they, they did it? I mean, how is that possible? Well, it's, it's possible. And the reason that we don't understand it, I think, sometimes, as we talked about back when we went through chapter 6, is that we think of sin as some big, ugly thing that you do. You know, this, you know, murder, bank robbery, rape, you know, these, the big nasty stuff in our world. But it's more than that. It's much broader 
than that. It's anything that's not in harmony with God's will. It's, if it's not in harmony with what he created and the, you know, the design for his creation, then it's sin. The word sin, the original word that's translated sin, it just means missing the mark. You know, it was an archery term. It's the idea of you didn't hit the bullseye with that. That's not quite right. That's imperfect is the idea. That's the mark. Perfection. Because everything our Creator did and does is flawless. It's absolutely perfect, absolutely right every single time. Adam's choice to disobey God in the very beginning corrupted all of creation. But now, because of Christ's perfect sacrifice for sin, you and I, we who are flawed at our very core, our very nature, when we do something consistent with that flawed state, that unintentional sin, because of what Jesus did, it's covered by God's grace. It's under grace, we say. But we have to understand, again, there's no sacrificial atonement for deliberate sin, deliberate rebellion. And that's what this writer is pointing out to us. And the reason we're going over it a second time now that we're back in chapter 10 is, to be honest, I see it as a big problem within the church today. A big problem in the Christian church in the United States is this misunderstanding of God's grace, this misunderstanding of what Jesus has done. You know, he says under the law of Moses, those who committed a deliberate act of rebellion, they were put to death. You know, two or three witnesses confirming it, and, uh, and they were executed. They couldn't just go offer a sacrifice for that. Numbers chapter 15, verse 28, it says, so the priest shall make atonement for the person who sins unintentionally when he sins unintentionally before the Lord, to make atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. And then skipping down a little bit, but the person who does anything presumptuously, in other words, he just does it because he wants to do it, whether he's native born or a stranger, it doesn't make any difference who he is, that one brings reproach on the Lord, and he shall be cut off from among his people. And the idea there is execution, because he has despised the word of the Lord and has broken his commandment. That person shall be completely cut off. His guilt shall be upon him. In other words, there's no mercy. There's no atonement. You don't just go kill a goat, you know, or a bull or whatever. You don't just atone for it. No, you, you execute that person. And you remember, as we looked at this before, we saw the very next passage, they caught some guy gathering firewood, and they executed him for it because he was gathering firewood on the Sabbath day. And we talked about the fact that it, firewood wasn't the problem. The problem was his rebellion. He deliberately disobeyed God, and there's no grace to cover that. A lot of Christians misunderstand it and think that, you know, since we're not under the law, we're under grace, that you just kind of do what you want. God has to forgive you. No, no. See, he's looking at the heart. And he doesn't allow manipulation. He doesn't allow that kind of rebellious behavior to just go unchecked because he knows you're, you know, you're actually not sincere in, in, in your desire for him. You're not sincere in your repentance. You haven't really turned away from that behavior and to him. If indeed you're thinking, I'll do it and he'll forgive me. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead with this and, and, and it's under the blood. Well, no, it's not under the blood if you're continually living in rebellion. That's the problem, you know, with so many who, you know, it, like what I was taught growing up in the Baptist church and what so many of you were taught growing up in the Catholic church. I was taught that Jesus paid for it. God has to forgive me. I can do whatever I want. 
You were taught, just do it and go to confession afterwards. Both are wrong. Both are wrong. No, no, the heart, the heart, which turns to the Lord, is under his grace. Do you understand? The heart, which turns to the Lord, is under his grace. And the rest will be judged. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. I mean, if he put a guy to death for picking up sticks on Saturday, what's he going to have for you on judgment day? 1 John chapter 2, verse 4. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. The truth is not in him. I didn't say that. The Bible did. That's not my idea. It's God's. You can call yourself a Christian, a Baptist, a Catholic, a Lutheran, a Presbyterian. doesn't matter. If your heart is not sincerely his, then you're still in your sin, and you'll be judged for it. He says, for if we sin willfully, if we sin willfully, after we've received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified, a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? Now, I want us to think about that last question in just a little bit of detail for just a couple of minutes. If a violator of the law was executed, of how much worse punishment, he asked, will he be thought worthy who was trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified, a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? Now, I know this seems harsh, but I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't write it. And, and the, the Scripture is really emphatic about it. It says that somebody who goes on living in willful sin after having received the knowledge of the truth. They're doing three terrible things. Number one, trampling the Son of God underfoot. You're just trampling Jesus underfoot with the deliberate sin, the willful rebellion. Oh, you know, I'll go to confession. Oh, you know, he's, I'm, we're not under law, we're under grace. He knows my heart. Well, he says you're walking all over Jesus. You're just walking all over him. You're trampling the Son of God underfoot with that kind of attitude calling yourself a Christian, but serving your flesh instead of serving Him. Wow. Doesn't get any better. I'm sorry. Are you part of a local church community? It's important to have a faith-based community around you as you continue to seek all that God has for your life. With more on that, here's Pastor Robert. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're looking for a way to get closer to Jesus and you're in the Miami area, we've got a plan. We started something a few years ago that we we call it Intensive Christian Training, ICT for short. It's three phases, begins with just uh, dinner together um, in a group setting every Thursday night. You do that for about 10 or 11 weeks and just go through the basics. What is Christianity? But you're doing it around a meal with a group of people that you really connect with and and get to know. So if that sounds like something you might be interested in and you're in our Miami-Dade area, reach out to us, mainthingradio.com. Thanks, Pastor Robert. For more information, visit mainthingradio.com. 
that's all we have time for today. But thanks for tuning in. Join us next time to continue studying God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.